Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Life Gives You Hate podcast. I'm Ross Lipschultz, your co-hater-in-chief this week, and uh, it's episode 40. You've done it. You made it through four decades of episodes. And might be one of our 40,000 fans. That's true. Welcome to the 40,000 Club. We're pretty excited. It's like the Mile High Club, except way sexier. No one's uh, getting laid. Well, I mean, you're not. Let's not go with no one. Oh. Well, actually, you're probably getting laid. That, you know, every, Everybody's getting laid to celebrate yeah. episode four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can just imagine Jihan and I both doing a jump pause in the air at this, that moment. Um, but I'll introduce him properly alongside me, Jihan Batuman, all the way out in Seattle. Jihan, how's it going? It's going all right. Happy Halloween to you and all of our 40,000 listeners. Uh, see, now, uh, I'm going I'm to stop you there. Halloween, and we're going to go right into it because I don't have time for any dilly-dallying. Halloween is going to be my hater of the week this week. Why, why do you hate Halloween? See, here's the thing. Halloween, when we were younger, had such a great value. As a kid, you looked forward to it. You got to hang out with all your friends. Dinner was probably pizza or something delicious. Then your parents would let either let you or take you out, walk around the neighborhood, get candy for free. Like a year's supply of candy. Yeah, like a year's supply of candy. You know but how much candy you would get when you trick or treat? I, I know you probably went in the, well, you went out when you were in New Jersey. I went when I was in Brentwood growing up. You get so much candy, like pillowcases Tons. full of candy. Yeah. Like, way too much candy for a child to ever have. And they, you eat it over days and days and days you trade it with your friends i remember we would come home sit on in my yard with my friends who were with me and we'd just trade for hours of the candy just eat tons of it it was a terrible health experience but it was amazing for a kid yeah and all that trading made you a good negotiator exactly and if it was on a weekend you got a sleepover with all your friends it was it's a great value holiday in my opinion it was a great holiday now so you're saying was i'm going with was exactly it's halloween now now i i guarantee that maybe when I'm older and I have kids, it might be fun again, you know, dressing up with my kids, putting my kid into a small little costume so he can be the little kid from The Incredibles and I can be Mr. Incredible or something funny like that. I got no problem with Halloween for kids. I got a Halloween problem for Halloween for people our age. It's a very expensive process. It's fairly laborious. A lot of parties, bars have covers because so many random people show up who don't normally go out and drink and get fucking drunk. And honestly... Costumes now are either super, 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 like, over-the-top, so much money, something that's really stupid. Like, someone, I I saw one on on the internet that was, some girl was wearing a slip, uh, which apparently a women's item of clothing, and wrote the word Freud across her chest, and she was a Freudian slip. It's not a costume. That's that's clever. I'll give it up. No, it's not. That's fucking stupid. It's not, you're not a thing. It's a concept costume. No, it's like it's like when my buddy Christian a couple years ago decided to go as all that in a bag of chips, and he just wore a bag of chips on his on his chest. That was it. That was the whole costume. That's not clever. Because he's missing the all that. Right, but it's still not Halloween. We've gone we've gone too far. Be something scary. Be a vampire. Be a zombie. Or just be a grown man and don't dress up at all. Like there's no reason to. And I'm going to say now. The most common retort I get to when I complain about Halloween being a bitch-ass holiday now, just for people average, I was still good for kids, still good for pa- parents. What, they're like, oh, but what about girls? Girls dress up all, like, you know, provocatively, and all their costumes are like slutty bee, or slutty police officer, or slutty tennis pro, or slutty schoolgirl. Uh, let me just put it to you this way. 
if the reason you want a holiday is to ogle young women, that's a serious problem. That's much worse than anything you could possibly admit about Halloween. And I think that proves my point more than anything. That was a surprisingly pro-feminist twist you had there at the end. I, well, you can call it feminist if you want. I mean, I obviously think my girlfriend, she dressed up for Halloween. I thought she looked very attractive. But when people say, oh, but look, these girls are, they're dressing up and they look so hot and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, mm-hmm. so that's my complaint about Halloween. It's a bitch-ass holiday masquerading as a less bitch-ass holiday. I wish you were allowed to go trick-or-treating at any age and it wasn't a social stigma against it. Why can't I like candy? It's like the Mitch Hedberg joke when he's like, Gatorade just markets to athletes. What if I'm just a thirsty dude? Why can't I have Gatorade? Well, I think uh, you make some valid points, but there was a silver lining to this specific Halloween that made the holiday worth it. Ooh, well, please. I mean, I'm all ears. I'm always open to changing my mind. Well, that's good to hear because uh, the president's son... Donald Trump Jr., the I think the less creepy looking one, although I always get them mixed up. He took his daughter trick-or-treating and then tweeted a picture of her with her candy and said, I'm going to take half of Chloe's candy tonight and give it to some kid who sat at home. It's never too early to teach her about socialism. Which, you know, you're forcing the joke. It's not very funny. Like, you're sure you're making your point, but it's just, it's a dumbass way of making the point. Also, he spelled two in it's never too early to T-O instead of T-O-O. And I have an English degree, so I need to point that out. Well, you don't, you don't need an English degree to know that it's used improperly. No, I know. It's because I have the degree, I need to, I have this oh, like, urge sure. to point it out. But although he's an idiot, he's not my hatey of the week because I have a hater of the week. And it is author and comic book writer G. Willow Wilson who replied to this by saying, quote, you literally took her door to door demanding free handouts, which is... Uh, quite the socialist slap in the face to his dumbass tweet yeah i mean it's pretty ridiculous and also i think she also responded afterward you skipped right over socialism went straight to the storming of versailles welcome to the revolution like i don't know that she burned him yeah she burned him in the most politically correct way possible so well done and also chloe's candy first off you're looking at this basket and She's got, like, no candy in it. She's a bad trick-or-treater. That's a subpar skill. You need to develop that skill. Yeah. that looks. That's a standard pail that's halfway full. She also looks kind of sad that she got forced to wear a police costume because apparently the president made all of his grandkids wear patriotic costumes. Like, you're just forcing it. Let the kids dress up what they want to dress up as. And, and honestly, when you sent me the tweet, which was G. Willa Wilson... I think that's the person's name. Sorry, G. Willow Wilson. G. Willow Wilson. And it was a quote tweet and there was just a small picture. I thought this small child named Chloe was dressed as Thor. She would make a good Thor. And I'm sure that's probably on the list of things she would rather be instead of something her grandpa made her dress up as for political points. That's true. You know, what's funny is that probably wasn't her costume. She, he just made her do that so he could take this picture and make get another dig on socialism, which this isn't, by the way. Donating candy is just being a nice person. Yeah. And also, what like what are you what are you trying to score points with by attacking socialism? There's nothing socialist going on. No. And also using your kid to do that is a fucking bitch ass move, too, which falls into the fact that Halloween is a bitch ass holiday. Yeah. Well, we got a bitch ass president making his bitch ass son, making his poor child forced to prove a point it's a lesson in bitch assery indeed so well luckily g willow wilson was here to make it all a little bit better shout out to g willow wilson who i was not familiar with this for but apparently is involved in the awesome miss marvel series so congratulations Mm -hmm. um everyone please let us know let us know your thoughts on haters of the week 
Mine, Halloween in general, Jihan's, uh, the tweet of G. Willow Wilson smacking down Donald Trump Jr. as he needed to be smacked. Um, but for now, we're going to move on. But remember, Twitter, life gives you the letter you hate. Uh, we're going to move on to a story we talked about actually as our good thing of the week last episode. Yeah, there were some <laughs> twists and turns. Uh, although I also want to point out between the time that we recorded our last episode and within days that it took to post it, uh, Whitefish Energy Company lost their contract in Puerto Rico. So they must have heard we were about to drop some bombs on them. We just keep making things happen in the news. I know there was that other story where they stopped the, uh, what was it? Oh, the Justice Department stopped trying to get IP addresses. Exactly. That was right after we broke that news. Now this happens. Now these two women who were um, uh, set afloat at sea for five months, uh, their story is uh, getting more holes in it than their boat. Yeah, so our good thing of the week was these two women and their dogs who were lost at sea for a while and were drifting very far off course uh, before getting rescued. But now it turns out that they weren't in danger, really. And if they were, they didn't do a good job of dealing with it. And it seems like they made up some stories about how much danger they were actually in. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, so last week we said they were they were survived on the boat for it was five months or some outrageous amount of time. Uh, but now they're saying part of their story involves sharks, where they're saying that 20 to 30 foot tiger sharks rammed their boat in a coordinated attack for more than six hours at a time. Tiger sharks never grow over 17 feet and never, never have been recorded performing a coordinated attack. Some, I mean, some... maybe, maybe they thought the sharks were bigger than they were because, you know, you're getting attacked by sharks. You, your brain plays tricks on you. That's understandable. But as you pointed out, these sharks do not attack things in a coordinated fashion. Yeah. And then, you know, they also apparently had an emergency beacon on board and they, for some reason, didn't turn on their emergency beacon because they didn't fear imminent death despite being stranded at sea for months dude the second my boat engine died i would hit my emergency beacon i would have the emergency beacon on just throughout my entire time i don't care if it's a boy who cried wolf situation i'm not gonna let myself get lost at sea yeah like oh i can't see land just in case emergency beacon on yeah and apparently they also claim they filed a float plan listing their course and details with friends and relatives before they left for shore but when they talked to the Coast Guard, they said they never f- filed a float plan. So it's just weird that there would be so many inconsistencies in their story, despite the fact that, you know, they claim to be lost. Like, what do you get to gain out of it? I guess minor internet Attention? fame? Yeah. Well, they they did make it as a good thing of the week, although we might have to redact that until we get more details here. I mean, there's not much. You can't really do a lot to get redacted from being a good thing of the week, but that certainly would be it. Lying to people, especially about saving two dogs, because if you fucking didn't save those dogs. Yeah, let's let's leave the dogs out of it. The dogs are still the good thing of the week. Okay, well, the dog surviving for whatever period of time is still our good thing of the week. We're taking the yeah. women out of it. Yeah, so hopefully we can find out more about this and let you all know in our next episode. But until then, Jennifer Apple and Tasha Fueva. No longer good things of the week. No, arguably uh, haters of the week. Uh, Honorary haters of the week, even though we already had our Halloween edition. Yeah. All right. Now that we have those updates out of the way, let's go on to some new news. Some Some international news. International news. A lot of news. News news. In India, where a police officer who's looking for a new career uh, will not be getting one. Thank a recording of the Hindustan Times. Yeah. So India has a civil service examination, which actually kind of sounds like a good idea. Uh, This test is really difficult. Only about one in 400 people who take this test actually get a civil service job. 
Uh, so this police officer who wanted a sort of promotion to this more prestigious branch of the Indian government was caught cheating, and he and his wife have been arrested. Before we get into the story, I just want to point out, doesn't matter what this guy's name is, but his wife's name is Joycey Joyce. Uh, definitely named after Juicy Juice. That has to be the case, right? That's so close to Juicy Juice, it's not even funny. I've known many people who have cheated in their lives. I've never known someone who cheated as such a la- so elaborately to the level of this gentleman, Safir Kareem, and uh, the, his candy that he's apparently married to. Yeah, this was like Spy Kids level shit. So what happened was... No, don't bring was... up Spy Kids. I'm fucking afraid of that movie. One, two, or three? Definitely one, but the fucking clowns? Oh, yeah. Those are some scary ass shits. Well, it's Robert Rodriguez. Wasn't surprising that he made a scary kids movie. True. Can I bring up uh, one point before we get into this story about sure. clowns? At what? How were clowns at any point entertaining? Man, we've talked about clowns like five times in the 41 episodes we've done, and every single time you, you're just surprised about clowns existing. I know. I'm sorry. We, we won't get into it, but someone needs to go back. If you don't know my theory on clowns, please go back to previous episodes. Clowns are fucking stupid. All right, let's get back to India. Yeah, so Safir Kareem, the police officer was so worried about passing this test that he and his wife concocted a plan, which, pay attention here because this is elaborate. So, when Kareem goes in to take the test, he has to give up his cell phone, and he did so. But he had another cell phone hidden in his sock. He also smuggled in Bluetooth earpieces, which he put in his ears, I guess under his hair or a hat or something. But he also had a tiny camera hidden in a button on his shirt. Wow. So what Kareem would do is he would point the camera at the test in front of him. And then the camera, which was connected to Google Drive, was accessed by his wife, would then review the question, look up the answer, and then tell her husband the answers via the Bluetooth earpieces. More elaborate, if Kareem couldn't make out exactly what she was saying, he would write something, a code or something on the test in front of him, and his wife would repeat the answer more loudly. So his wife an alleged accomplice, and Kareem were all arrested this week. I don't know how uh, they were found or caught. The story doesn't have that, and maybe we'll get more details later. Um, But the jig is up, and Kareem is probably not going to pass this civil service exam and might actually be removed from his job as a police officer as well. It's it's even more crazy that uh, this guy, he was under investigation because... When he first took the test, he passed the first round of the test to join the Indian Administration Service. But he was so noticeable the first time he did it, the Intelligence Bureau of India was watching him the second time. How bad at at this do you have to be for that? That's insane. Especially with how elaborate their plan was, because it actually sounds like kind of a good plan. Sure. I mean, it's, it's just insane that they suspected that he had cheated on the first one. And then they were just able to, he, they didn't change their plan or something, or they made it so obvious. If the, the test is five parts. Did you really think you were going to get away with it five times with the exact same plan? Well, as with anyone else who cheated on a test in their life, motherfucker was desperate. That's true. Motherfucker was desperate. And speaking of desperate, or seemingly desperate, we're to come back stateside for maybe the biggest feud in the entertainment industry right now. Oh, shit. The Fast and the Furious beef. Yes, sir. And uh, this beef has been stewing for a while. It's grade A beef, and uh, if I saw Fast and Furious beef served in a Chinese restaurant, I'd probably order it. Well said. So there's been some trouble with this franchise 
mostly between Vin Diesel and Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but this beef specifically that we're discussing today is between Dwayne The Rock Johnson and co-star Tyrese Gibson. Uh, So Tyrese Gibson has been making waves because he thinks The Rock isn't dedicated to the franchise or whatever. Uh, We don't really care, but he just made a, a pretty wacky Instagram post and it's, uh, it's kind of confusingly written, but uh, it has one wonderful line, although we will read it in their entirety. So it's a picture of Tyrese Gibson, Vin Diesel, and The Rock. Note, Vin Diesel is, is hugging Tyrese Gibson, and The Rock is staring into the camera like uh, his eyes are about to pop out of his head. So Tyrese Gibson wrote, Hello world, 15 periods. Hello loyal fans and loved ones from our fast universe, 15 periods. I'm sorry to announce that if Dwayne is in Fast 9, there will be no Roman Pierce. Roman Pierce is the character that Tyrese Gibson plays in the movie. You mess with family and my daughter's survival, I mess with yours, 15 periods. Close your eyes, dude, you're a clown, clown in quotation marks, probably to differentiate between being a clown and being a clown that Ross is afraid of. Hashtag candy ass bitch made, all my real one, men on integrity, my real ones out here stand up. Folks that GP to the gym, I think he meant go to the gym, and get big naturally, hashtag no juice, hashtag no OJ. Spin off, huh? Spin off these nuts. <laughs> Selfish champ. Pause, notice who's got his arms around my shoulder and who's standing alone, hashtag our children matter. Uh, so that's pretty confusing. I guess he equates whatever the rock is doing to messing with his family and his daughter's survival which is a bit much uh he's also insulting the rock for going to the gym or not going to the gym and juicing again i just want to point out that as crazy and weird and hard to follow as this post was hats off to tyrese gibson for the spin off these nuts comment spin off these nuts is definitely going to be used in some like mixtape from somebody shortly Uh, probably us true uh we gotta release our new album but there's so many things with this post so let's go through it first off the 15 periods thing uh you can use a return it's not impossible there's many ways to you know separate words on instagram it's not that hard second Dwayne spelled wrong his own character roman pierce spelled wrong the i don't know what the no oj hashtag is for probably Uh, referring to the no juice just saying that the rock is juicing uh, I mean, spin off these nuts is a legendary line. Shouldn't shouldn't Tyrese be happy that because the Rock and other celebrities like Jason Statham, Charlize Theron, big names have decided to be in this movie, the franchise has continued. The franchise is pretty much dead after three, or what was that? Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift. Yeah. No one give a shit about Tokyo Drift. Fast and the Furious is pretty much done. He should be happy that there is still a Fast and the Furious series. Frankly, I'm surprised there is, and that it's so successful, but it exists, and it's successful. It's just outrageous, uh, and if he's, if Tyrese is really this mad about him, his only movie going away, it's probably because he has no other job. Could be, could be. I guess then that does make the survival of his family thing make a little more sense, but at the same time, like you're not doing yourself, your career, or your family any favors, although you did the insult and hater world a favor with spin off these nuts true we'll always remember him for spin off these nuts amen um, but speaking of people who are fucking up their careers and the way their lives are going let's talk about southwest airlines 
because oh, normally a pretty well-liked and well-reviewed airline, yeah, they just announced something this week that's absolutely atrocious. It's a confusing move, to put it politely. I mean, so they signed a deal with Warner Music Nashville to provide live in-flight music to their airline because air travel is not torture enough. Yeah, and New York Daily News put that perfectly. It really, it, this is a puzzling move, but it's part of Southwest's, quote, live at 35 series, referring to the 35,000 cruising altitude for planes. But the picture they posted of the, I guess, the first performance is just ridiculous it's just two guys blocking the way to the bathroom and playing guitars yeah i mean there's so many things wrong with it first off if it's country music only get me the fuck off that plane even if you like country music what if you have to take a shit you have to like go to the opposite end of the plane first off is there any reason i need to listen to this the entire flight when i go to my flight it's headphones it's a movie it's reading i don't want some other fucking music getting in here in fact it gets really annoying when someone's watching a movie and they don't have headphones where they're talking super loudly it's really it's a bitch yeah i purposefully try to avoid noise on airplanes and just pop in uh noise canceling earbuds but they're just forcing more noise onto the plane and they're they're claiming that they've had live performances and on flights occasionally since 2011 according to billboard have only grown in popularity over the past six years but I've that literally never I've literally never heard of that happening. And yeah, they would have been a hater of the week if they ever got publicized for doing that. I, no one wants to do anything other than get free Wi-Fi on a plane. And now they're just like, eh, instead of putting the money into free Wi-Fi on the plane, why don't we bring a fucking band on? Well, I think they're getting paid to have bands on their flights, but we're also having to pay more to cover differences. I don't like I don't understand this. This just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, it's it's stupid, and it's like Southwest was has been known for those want-to-get-away fares and fairly cheap prices. Why increase the prices on some flights that for, with a feature no one actually is asking for? Right. If you want to guarantee there's going to be Wi-Fi on the plane, then you can increase the... That's what something people want. If you're going to put, I don't know, meals for everyone. I know they do snacks, but if you're going to do meals for everyone and that's going to go on the plane, that's fine too. Uh, but it's just, this is so ridiculous. I hope that they advertise which flights are going to have live music so that we can avoid those flights. But this seems like something that you're just going to like right before takeoff. They're going to be like, oh, by the way, we have uh, band X and Y performing for you live. Gotta imagine it's flights to and from places like Nashville, places like, you know, Austin, places where country music would be at least semi semi well received. Well, hopefully none of our friends gets married in the South. Thank the Lord that that doesn't happen or praise the Lord that doesn't happen. Pray to God that doesn't happen. Well, yeah. Sweet Jesus. I'm sure this is all part of a country song somewhere. Um, All right. Let's get to our good thing of the week because I'm seething already over here. Yeah, this was a a rough episode. It was tough. I'm I, I had to lie down for it. It's been it's not been easy. All right. So let's head out to Utah, Salt Lake City for our good thing of the week. Jihan, you found this one. So I'll let you take the report over. So a month or so ago, a uh, Utah nurse was in the news for being arrested because she stopped police from drawing blood from an unconscious patient. Uh, If you guys don't remember that story, there was video of it from a police body cam of this nurse being dragged out of the hospital very aggressively. And uh, the crazy thing is she was stopping them from drawing blood from the victim of an accident. So it didn't even make sense that they wanted to draw the blood and the person was unconscious 
it was a pretty friggin' weird case. The point is she was arrested very aggressively and for doing her job, which was even weirder. And uh, luckily now, karmatically, she has received a $500,000 payout from the city and the university that runs the hospital she works at. So aside from having a well-deserved payout for the unnecessary trouble she was put through, She's also going to donate part of that money to a legal fund that helps others in similar situations get body cam video uh, included in the evidence in their cases. And body cam video is kind of being debated right now. There was a study that it doesn't really diminish uh, police brutality. So with the result that she got and the money that she's putting towards it, I think that it might actually affect the body cam debate in a positive way. So hats off to Alex Wubbles, the nurse who was brutalized by police and is doing something good with it. Yeah, you'd think someone like that would be fairly like, uh, you know, like, oh, this is my settlement. I'm going to be, you know, take yeah, the retire police, and fuck police off. for all I got. Exactly. But respect to her for trying to do something good with it and trying to give back. I mean, I guess as a nurse, that's probably kind of in her DNA. So respect to nurses out there because they are very underappreciated. Shout out to all the nurses. Oh, and she's also going to donate some of the money to a nurses union. So there you double go. Shout support, out to nurses. support more nurses. We need more nurses out there. All right. Well, that's all that we have for this week. Episode 40. Thanks so much for tuning in. Sticking episode with 41. Us. Oh, it's episode 41? Yeah. Oh, well, we're going to have to redo the whole intro. Oh, I thought when we did the intro, I thought you meant like 40, 40 previous episodes. Oh. No, I said 40, but... Okay, we can redo the intro. Well, we it's actually funnier this way, now that we're discussing it on the, on the oh, recording. Oh, so we're just going to leave this all in? I think we should leave this all in. All right, everyone, this is how the sausage is made. You're yeah, getting you some guys behind get the scenes that behind here. the scenes, yeah. This is, uh, you have to buy the DVD in order to get all these extras, <laughs> usually. So, uh, And also, I want to make a plea. If anyone's listening and would like to sponsor our show with any products they may have, we don't even care if they're joke products. You want to throw us 10 bucks, 20 bucks, Go for it. Yeah, Warner Music Nashville, if you want us to get live country music on the show. Actually, no, fuck that. Fuck you. But uh, yeah, other sponsors, please. Listen, anyone wants to do it, you want us to do a small advertisement for you, we'll do it. We don't care. It can be anything you want. Ooh, uh, we'll so suck, we'll suck anything. We'll suck a for dick money. for crack. Well, money. I don't want crack. But you can sell the crack for money. <laughs> I guess. It just seems like a lot of work. It is a lot of work, yeah. I mean, more than sucking dick, who's to say? Not us. Not hopefully. Us. Well, that goes back to our point. Hopefully, during this episode, all of you got laid. So good for everything. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jihan. What do we tell the people at home to do after every episode? Brush your teeth. Yeah. What else? Oh yeah. We tell them to hate, 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 hate. Good night, America. Mm-hmm.